I enjoy Sunday nights. Uh, the message entitled, Not Too Late to Dream. I don't know at what age a person would have to get to stop having a great uh, vivacious goal. Uh, we'll call it a dream just to put a handle on it. I don't know if you reach an age that you just kind of hit cruise and you think, boy, I don't need to be uh, aggressive anymore. I just want to accept life as it comes and handle things as they are. I just don't believe that that is in the vocabulary of a driven, passionate person on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. I think there's always one more soul to win. And I think God has given us the vehicle that we call the church and says, yard talk, y'all get together and go out there and get them. And that's what's going to happen on Saturate Lakeland uh, this coming Saturday morning. We're going to see the dream of some come to pass and, in fact, come true. So I'm going to talk to you just briefly tonight and hopefully inspire you through the anointing of the preaching of the Word of God. Do you still have a passion? Do you still have a goal that, that excites you? What is it that really rings your bell? What is it that has to take place for you to say, wow, God, I can't wait to get up in the morning. I can't wait to get out there and begin to do something in the Lord Jesus Christ. I just believe that no matter who you are or what stage you're in in your life, there's always room for God to be able to use you. How do you feel about that? Oh, I thought you would be excited about that. You see, as a believer, I think, I believe the Word of God encourages us to have a purpose. You say, well, what is my purpose? Well, I have a lot of purposes in my life. I, uh, I want to be successful in my life and in my ministry, but I think we should have a purpose and say, God, I want to reach as many people as I possibly can for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's what I know. The more successful I am in the other purposes of my life, whether it be material, whether it be in society or in the culture, the more successful I am in those areas, here's what I found out. The more successful I am in reaching God's agenda in my life. But do you put the cart before the horse? Which is first? Is it setting the priority of being successful, as we would call it, to draw closer to God? And that is a result of all the benefits of the other? I don't know that you have to have one ahead of the other, except here's what I know. The more you fall in love with Jesus, the more conscious you'll be about what His will is in your life. The more challenging you will be, the more love that you will in fact have. Are you focused on a goal in your life that brings glory to God? Now I'm here to tell you, the devil will steal you away from a driven focus of the Lord Jesus Christ. What are you doing in the local church to make a definite difference? What are you doing to say, I have a purpose to win, let's say, 10 people to Jesus Christ this year? So you go about your business every single day and whatever it is you, you do, and you say, God, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to fulfill what I need to do in order to survive in this, but I'm going to win 10 people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what I found out, that most of the time we spend each day for the purpose of survival. So here's what the Bible tells us in Matthew 6, 19 and 20, and you'll understand, here it is, don't store up treasures here on earth where they can be eaten by moths and get rusty, where thieves, thieves can break in and steal. Store your treasures in where? 
in heaven, your treasures in heaven, where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty, and where they will be safe from thieves. I don't just want to say, I just want to make it today. I want to be an exceptional follower of Jesus Christ. I don't just want to be an average leader. I want to be a better than average leader. I don't want to just accomplish where the finish line is. I want to go beyond that. You see, believers ought to have that purpose. They ought to have what I call the dream, if not several dreams that you want to accomplish and work to accomplish those with intensity and great expectation. Well, yeah, pastor, at this stage in your life, you just wait till you get 10 years older. You'll understand what it's all about. Here's what I found out. Mental attitude is more than half the battle to be able to do more than you ever expected to do if you set your mind to it. We had one guy on the trip, beautiful young man and his wife. Um, I, don't, I don't know how Chad was. I'm, I'm going to say he's 40, maybe 40, 40, 45, something of that nature, maybe in that area. On the night before, the group was to, uh, happened to be leaving to go to Israel. Apparently, from what I understand, his wife put a piece of luggage out in the walkway. He did not see it. His fault, of course. He fell over it and broke his kneecap. He called and said, I, I broke my kneecap, and I really, I want to go. I mean, we've got the trip paid for. We're leaving tomorrow. What, what should we do? Well, I, I guess, Tim, maybe they talked to you. Tim said, suck it up. <laughs> or something like that. And, buddy, the next thing we know, when he arrived, he, he's got, Dr. Fisher, he's got this leg brace on from about here down to here I, and had crutches and he showed up and I'm in an Israel and we're thinking we, we were walking over five miles a day that's what we found out some were keeping score of the miles we walked some were keeping score of every time we changed levels and walked upstairs I'm here to tell you you talk about a great time of exercise and the ability and there he is on his crutches buddy He's not missing a lick. He doesn't slow down. He's on the bus. We got to the Dead Sea. It was treacherous enough to get down in that Dead Sea because some of the edge was a little slick. He thought, I've come for the life, a lifetime trip. I'm not going to miss the Dead Sea. He took those crutches and off he went. I watched him. He waded out into the Dead Sea with those crutches. You know why? Because he thought, I have had this trip in mind for a long, long time and a broken kneecap is not going to stop me from doing what I need to do. And he got out there and said, that's my goal. And he went for it. May the church once again have that kind of dedication and passion to accomplish God's will in our lives. Come on, y'all help me preach. I've been waiting on you for two weeks. We ought to have a dream for ourselves and professionally and spiritually. I remember when some of you started your businesses. I've been hanging out here for 30 years and as younger men than you are now, younger women than you are now, you came to me and we talked about Pastor, here's what I think I want to do. It's a bit scary. It's something I don't know if we can accomplish or not. And I can give you the names of several of you. Many of you are here tonight, and some of you are watching online, and some of you that are not watching online ought to be watching online. Are we going to do this? I said, let's get out there and do it. The only disappointment that I know 
is not taking a risk and not taking a step of faith because you'll never know if you can make it if you never try. How do you feel about that? And many of those individuals that I'm talking about have made it by the grace of God, professionally and spiritually. A, a, a dream for your family. What do you want your grandkids to look like? Your, your future, your children, the great-grandchildren. We talk to them. Here's what I want to share with you. When we fail to dream, we discount God's creative ability to work through us. Let me say it again. When we fail to dream, we discount God's creative ability to work through us. And that is MWB. That's me. But think about it. On this Sunday night, what is God trying to tell so many of you at this stage in your life? Is it too late to dream? Is it too late to be aggressive, to be passionate about what God wants us to do? You see, you're, you're never given a dream without also being given the power to make it true, according to Richard Bach. Well, Walt Disney had a dream. I'm amazed. You want to see all the traffic? You want to blame it on those who come from the north? Oh, no. Blame it on Walt Disney. It's his fault because that's the dream that he had. Edison, I'm so glad. I've been around where Edison hasn't made it yet, where there's no electricity. Well, I'm here to tell you, I'm glad old Edison had the dream. John Wesley had it. Martin Luther had it. The Wright brothers. It's amazing to me how you can crawl on a big 747, and that thing will lift off the ground with about 400 people on it and sit there and just cruise quietly over the ocean for about 10 or 12 hours, and you land that thing. And I'm thinking, well, I'm so glad the Wright brothers got the thing started. Hello? That had to happen. Billy Graham had a dream. Well, he just stuck with it. And all of these and many more. Here, here it is. We're endowed with God's creative power. So I'm going to suggest to you, there is in all of us a creative power that God has given you. And that source of energy comes from God and it never quits. It never quits. It never stops. It's there with us. God's creative abilities, they saw all of the things that they desired to come true. Willie George, who is a great leader in Christianity and among children and really has touched tens of thousands of individuals, here's what he said. God did not promise to give us wealth, but the power to get it. And you will never make your way prosperous by learning to think like God and by giving action to your thoughts. You have to make that decision. So here we go. Have a sense of what? Well, boy, that's about the most passionate response I've ever heard in my life. That will, I'm telling you, that will go to the bank. So let's see it again. Have a sense of passion. I know some of you are thinking, keep it up, Pastor, but you ain't going to move me. I'm going to pray that fleas. No, I'm not either. No, I like wasp better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So where are we at? Nehemiah 1.4. When I heard these things, this is old Nehemiah, I sat down and wept. And for some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Nehemiah, the prophet of God, had been exiled in Persia, that foreign land. 
He was a Jew with the love of his people in Jerusalem, and Jerusalem as it is still today among the Jewish culture and community and people is a focal point for all Jews. It was their place of strength. Nehemiah received visitors from his homeland. They came to check things out, and he asked them, what about Jerusalem? He knew that there had been problems, and they said, well, Nehemiah, the walls are broken down, the city gates have been burned. And it's a story when Nehemiah heard it, though he had thought it might be that way, it broke his heart. But he had that dream. God spoke to his heart, and he began to pray. And let me tell you what he prayed. You can see it, verses 1 through 11. This is what he prayed. God, I know that we deserve to be exiled. I know that Jerusalem, I'm paraphrasing, I know that Jerusalem deserved to have the walls fall. I know the gates deserved to be broken down. Because here's what you told us. You said if we ever forsake you, if we ever turn our backs on you, if we ever become disobedient to you, if we ever get complacent in our lives, then God and we are, you, you will scatter us and you'll take those things that we hold sacred and you will disseminate them and destroy them. And he said, God, I acknowledge that. I am sorry. I admit we failed. What does he say? I admit we lost our focus. I admit we lost our passion. I admit we lost our way. I admit we made a decision. It didn't just sneak up on us. I admit that we willfully walked away from the dedicated purpose that you called us for. And you told us what would happen. But Lord, I'm asking you now, I repent myself, for I was as guilty as anyone. And God, I repent for my people. So if you can hear this prayer and help me go back home and rebuild the city that I love so much, that you love so much, I would be indebted to you. He said, I know the city can thrive again. And I want to pause here because the Holy Spirit is checking me. There are some prayers that you have prayed, that I have prayed, that we're not praying anymore. There are some people that we used to pray daily for. There are some circumstances that we used to pray daily for that we don't pray for anymore. And do you know why we don't? We got tired or weary and, and maybe we just, well, I didn't give up. We just quit being as focused. I want to say to you tonight, if this message does nothing else, go back to some of those prayers that you prayed intently and pick them back up and rebuild them and watch God work through you to bring to pass that which you have been praying for for a long, long, long time. He believed that that city could thrive again, the walls could be rebuilt, and that Jerusalem once again could be a safe haven. 
Many of us were able to go to the Wailing Wall the other day. and I put little prayer needs in there, little pieces of paper, because you can put it in the wall. And I went and I began to pray. There's some that go there of the Jewish community, and they'll sit for hours just wailing away and praying. I, I'm so glad I did it because it was there, but I'm so glad that I don't need that Wailing Wall to be able to talk to Jesus Christ, my healer and my Savior. Amen. I can kneel down right here or sit in my car and say, oh God, I know you listen to me right now. Would you answer my prayer? And I want you to know he will do that. Helen Keller said, no one can consent to creep when he feels the impulse to soar. Nehemiah said, I am ready to accomplish the big agenda. Now here's what I was thinking as God was developing the message. Nehemiah was not in his comfort zone. Nehemiah was not in his lazy boy with a remote control. He didn't have a substantial amount in savings. He was a prisoner of a foreign government. He was the cupbearer. In other words, if the old king is going to get sick, it's got to go through Nehemiah first. And we understand that. His duty, of course, was the best of duties if you're going to be a prisoner of the enemy. But he was there. It wasn't because he had a lot of things going for him. It was simply this. He was in a place of oppression and suppression. And yet, and yet in the middle of that, when he heard of the need, God tapped him on the shoulder. And he said, Nehemiah. This is your responsibility. Nehemiah could have said, hey, I've already served and bled and been painful enough in much areas of my life. If you'll just leave me alone, can I tell you something? Sometimes your greatest feats are accomplished when you rise out of the ashes of difficulty, when your heart has been broken, when your life has hit the wall, when your life seems to be in neutral, when you've heard no, 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 and you wanted yes, yes, yes. It's often in those times that God steps in and says, wake up. You are a perfect candidate to do something great, to accomplish an agenda for Almighty God. Larry Dobbs said, and I like to quote, he said, passion is a God-given, intense drive or desire to accomplish God's will. It is a God thing, not just a good thing. The passion. So what do I have a passion for in the things that I want to accomplish? I shared two weeks ago or thereabout, you know, wow, Victory Church got great things ahead. We're going to reach more souls for Christ than you could ever imagine minister to kids. Easter is going to be the greatest ever. We're going to continue to develop and remodel and reach more and touch missions, touch in the, in the Dream Center, and just keep going over and over again. You might say, well, boy, we just keep going. Listen, we're going to keep going until, until Jesus comes, and then whoever's left behind, and I hope that's none of you, you can take over then. But why should we back up or slack up when the privilege of being able to serve God with intense desire is within our ability to accomplish God's will. You can do more than what you have been doing, and you can do more than what you ever dreamed you could do. Passion is that ardent affection 
overwhelming emotion, that fire of enthusiasm, that devotion and zeal, that deep interest in something or someone. Nehemiah had a dream to see the walls of Jerusalem be rebuilt. So here's what he did. He wept. Now, if you're going to accomplish something that brings glory and honor to God, you'll carry a burden and you'll weep. It will grip your heart. He mourned with passion. He prayed with passion. He desired success with passion. And if you desire to be used of God, then you must have that dream that I talked about earlier. And if you have a dream that does not move you passionately, if you don't have a goal, if you're just a neutral, you say, eh, you know. If you don't have that dream that moves you passionately, then find another dream and pursue it. We had some new neighbors that moved into our community next door. Been talking with them. This has been several months ago and just kind of warming up. I'm not home a lot. And when I am home, my car's in the garage. And, uh, but at any rate, and so I go outside and occasionally would see them and talk to them. And, well, who are you? And, well, I'm, you know, in, engaged in the business of assurance and uh, in the assurance business. Well, what does that mean? And I said, well, it kind of leads into what I do. Uh, and, um, of course, Viet, Vietnam vet and, and just moved out of, out of Miami up here and just kept, just kept working, not, you know, just, uh, but just kept working. I looked up this morning. There they sat right here. Hey, get this, six rows from the front. Six rows from the front. Six rows from the front. I can't get some veteran Christians that close. Then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's not about you. It's about the hunger that I put into them. And you happen to be the arm that reached them because they're hungry. Listen, friend, there are thousands and thousands of people that have a hunger for God. And if we, the church, lose our passion for lost souls or accomplish God's agenda in our life, we will miss them. And we don't have time to do that. If your dream doesn't move you, it ain't going to move anybody else. Each of us carries a treasure in our earthen vessels that God designed the riches to be discovered and displayed to reveal His glory. What is it? What is it? You say, I'm so tired and wore out. Don't you get sick and tired of hearing people say they're sick and tired? Hello? Don't hang your hat with those, I'm just so sick and tired. Well, take something. Do something. I never hear a person in the midst of a battle say, I'm sick and tired. 
What I hear from them is, hey, i got to get out here and do some fighting. I'm not going to die right here. You got, we have in us the potential, come on now, Michael, untapped power. We have unfulfilled dreams. We have in us unwrapped gifts that are there, underdeveloped talent that's there. That's why we talk about small groups and Christian education on Wednesday night. We have all of that to do more than we could ever imagine if we just say, yes, God, let me stay focused. Potential is never what you have already done. Potential will always be what you can still do. I wish I'd have said that. Nehemiah was so passionate about his dream that he was willing to sacrifice his security for it. Delta, you know what that's like. Mike, you know what that's like. We have a dream together in business and a dream in ministry there in Africa that we're willing to sacrifice a lot of pleasure, a lot of comfort in order to accomplish that dream. David Maines had a dream. That dream lives on today. But the sacrifice of those early years of gathering enough resources together and thank God, God gave him some wealthy brother-in-laws who was able to help him. You guys are smiling. But today you have a great ministry that beams around the world out of Canada because of that willingness to sacrifice. Is that over? Is that over? I think not. Here's what I think. I think God is about ready to engage his church in a last day revival with people that two or three will sign up for the ride and say, hey, just enlist in it and watch what God will do. You see, he was the cupbearer, served the king, asked for time off to go to Jerusalem. When the king of Persia asked him what his dream, he said he declared it with path. I want to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Now, that was a big chance or risk that he was taking. King of Persia said, hey, we just got through getting them down and burning them. And you want to go back and rebuild them? What kind of knucklehead are you? You think we're nuts here? Ha, absolutely not. What did he do? You see, your enemy can be guided by God's Spirit and not even know anything about it. If you think your enemy can be controlled just by the enemy, I'm here to tell you, God can use your enemy to make something out of you. I want to rebuild the walls. Passion is not fueled by circumstance. It's fueled by desire. And Jesus shared his passion with his disciples. What was it? He said, my food, John 4, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his works. I want to finish his works. Develop a plan, that's number two. Say that with me. Develop a plan, that's number two. How do you do that? Nehemiah 2, 6. Then the king, with the queen sitting beside him. Now, I've never taken time to find out or to dig deep why it was important for them to mention that she was there. Maybe if you'd like to say, well, I'd like to find that out, then go find you some research material and, and let me know why. But she's there. And it says, how long will your journey take? 
And when will you get back? It's kind of like a husband asking his wife when she's going to the beauty salon. How long is it going to take? You don't even dare ask how much is it going to cost. How long is it going to take? That's what she asked you when you go fishing, hunting, and golfing. It pleased the king, if it pleases the king to send me, so I set a time. I set a time. Dreams will never reaching the goal, accomplishing what we call to know Christ and make him known in Lakeland, Florida, won't have a, a hair of success unless we believe by faith that it will become a reality out of committed passion for it. You will never reach your family members that are lost. Always praying and saying, God, I want you to save them. I want you to save them until the day you decide to reach your hand out and get familiar with them. Edmund Burke said, there's nothing in the world really beneficial that does not lie within the reach of an informed understanding and a well-protected pursuit. Nehemiah answered the king's tough question. How long will it take? He said, four months. From November to March. When will you return? He said, I've already set a time, king, and I have a plan that will work. You see, in this business of Christianity, we don't have a plan B. Well, God, if I don't make heaven... Maybe I could make it halfway. You know, maybe there's a, a place that's not the five star we call heaven. And maybe we can be just a little less than heaven. No, let me tell you, here's the deal. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. And there's no in between. So what am I going to do? I'm going to work toward, I want to go to heaven. I have a set time. I have a plan that will work. We know in verse 32 or 27, charted his course, determined the cost, surveyed the reality of the challenge, motivated his people, was confident of success. And he said, I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. Do you believe that? The God of heaven. You're thinking about transitioning a job. Be sure you hear from God. You're thinking about, I'm going to make another life decision. Be sure you hear from God. Is your life dedicated, I want to make more money, more money, more money? And you do that and instead of saying, I can do that, but I'm going to win 10 people to Jesus Christ too. I'm going to be certain that that's always in the mix. And don't let it be just, and you know, ominous. This, well, God, I was going to win them if you sent them our way. No, you be purpose-driven in that regard. And if you are to be a dream believer, you must identify it, be passionate about it, and have a plan. Set it in your future. Write it down on paper. Lay awake at night thinking about it. Be able to share it with others and, and then expect opposition in your life. For fulfilled dreams, plans, and purposes will not come without that opposition. And if you meet them halfway, God will always, always, always let you go farther than you ever imagined. Here's what Habakkuk 2.3 says. But these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. And if it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue 
a single day. You know what God said? Once you take your step, you don't worry about it. It will come to pass. And finally, have a sense of faith. Have a sense of faith. Nehemiah 6, verse 9. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work, and it will not be completed. But I prayed. Did you catch that? But I prayed. Now strengthen my hands. You cannot be half in and half out. I mentioned this morning, you got to be all in. Got to be everything you got. I am all in. All dreams require that sense of faith. Someone has stated, die empty. My goal is to give the graveyard nothing but a vacant carcass of a used up life. That's my goal. All you're going to get is a rack of bones, used up carcass. Hallelujah. That's all that's going there. Hallelujah. Somebody better shout, I'm about to. How wonderful is that? Here are a few things that I know. Some things are worth waiting for. You men that are married happily say amen. Most things don't just happen unless you don't want them to happen. Have you ever noticed that? You ever wanted to get caught by a cop? No way, you, nothing you can do to get caught. I'm just giving my own personal experiences. Most of the time, I don't want to get caught. Guess what? Someone will ask me after church, well, how long has it been since they asked for your license? It's been a long, long, long time because I have been blessed by God's grace. That's it. Grace. You got to watch. Here's what I found that worth and value, Michael, you can write this down. Worth and value are not the same. One person's dream can be another's nightmare. Dreams do come true. Faith exercise is causing what I dream to become visible, tangible reality. We talk about legacy. Bob Singleton had a legacy. But a true legacy of a servant will not be determined by what he has done, but by what others do as a result of what he has done. And so you see Andy and Stacy, Bob's kids, Heather's kids, and the legacy carries on. Amen? So God, I want to blast apathy wide open with the power of passion that we can say, by the grace of God, the force that gives us that kind of guidance is the creative power of the Lord Nehemiah faced one opposition after another. I talked to this the other day. Someone was going through a tough, tough time. And I mean, they were weeping and crying. said, Pastor, what am I going to do? You know, well, it be Nehemiah. You know, the sand ballads are a dime a dozen. They're out there. How many of you know what their names are? Oh, yeah. 
I can give you the names of some of my Sanballads. They're out there. Sanballad rebuked him, rebuked him, tried to bargain him to compromise, tried to scare him or frighten him, tried to create an uprising against him. He tried to trick Nehemiah so that he could be tried for revolt. And what did Nehemiah do? Nehemiah said, God, I need your strength. I need your support. Reconfirm your will in me. Sanballat, why should I come down there and play games with your jacks, marbles, and your ball when I have a divine anointing from the great God Jehovah to get this wall built? Now you go home and be a good little boy. And when other people see your kind of commitment to something you believe in, you will inspire them to commit to something they believed in because they watch what you do. Do you believe that? I do. There are many people who will try to steal your dream. They'll laugh and ridicule and despise and Satan will oppose. But here's what I found out. Here it is right there on the screen. There are two pains in life. The pain of what? And the pain of regret. Let's read it together, shall we? On three, one, two, three. There are two pains in life. The pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Which is it going to be for you? I don't want to have the pain of regret. I should have, could have, would have. No. I said, I want the pain of discipline. Yeah, if you're going to get there, you can't do that and be involved. Others have tried and failed, and we know that. Nehemiah knew he must be responsible for his own faith. And sometimes it's a long journey between the birth of what God just builds in your heart or creates in your heart and the fulfillment of that. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's that long journey. The latter of St. Augustine is this. He said, The heights by great men reached and kept were not attained by sudden flight, but they, while their companions slept, were toiling upward in the night. While others are sleeping, you are driven. Do you know what? some of the best ideas I often get, I get in the night. Or I get alone, often in shaving. You know, God will just speak, and I'm looking in that mirror, and whatever else. But in those times, if you just, hey, my mind's on the Lord. I have a friend who taught and teaches in seminars. Well, keep you a notepad beside your bed lamp. God gives you something on your phone and just be writing it down. Because here's what I found out. If you don't do it tomorrow morning, you can't remember it. It's gone. It's a Holy Ghost moment. If you're going to be up, you ought to be doing something constructive. What do you think? But here's my fear. That God's not speaking to anybody anymore. Oh, no, that's not it. That people aren't listening anymore. With an available heart. And a listening spirit. And if the devil can shut us down just by 
lackadaisical, passive life. The church just slowly, slowly, slowly loses its influence. But the church will always have a remnant of people who will not give up, shut up, or back up until they go up. And that's who I want to be. Amen? Would you stand? Let's give the Lord a clap offering together. Give a good clap offering. There you go. (laughs) Heavenly Father, I thank you because I believe that you've spoken true word to us tonight. We used a portion of Scripture, an illustration of a man that we all know about, that we've heard about, that we've read about. And it's always good to remember him from time to time. But we've had some salient points of illustrations and some different quotes from individuals that awaken our interest in once again that might cause us to ask the question, God, what should I be doing? What is it in my life? What is it, Father God, that that I've kind of backed away from? And Lord, I, I, I need you to speak to me. And those that are listening online, God is speaking to you. And whenever you happen to hear this message, may it illuminate your spirit and drive you to action. May I suggest to you that you just identify, God, what is it that really motivates me, that inspires me? What is it that really excites me? And when is the last time that I've really been ramped up because of some particular goal that's God's will for God's glory? What risk have I taken lately that could cost me everything to be able to see a God will result out of it? And Father, unless the church remembers that that's what we are to do, We will just cow down to everything. I know the devil never sleeps. And I know the imps of hell are always working. They're working in government. They're working in leadership in places, always endeavoring to stifle the liberty and the freedom out of our nation, to stifle the privileges of the church in the United States of America. The enemy is always working. But God, here's what I know at an old-fashioned altar. Hallelujah, when a spirit-led, anointed individual decides to say, God, I don't want to hear from anyone or anything else for a little while. What I want to hear is what you have to say, Lord. Thus saith the Lord. I want to have a thus saith the Lord moment. I want you, God, to just really awaken me once again. And do not let me get to the place that I'm just idling alone. Let me have that desire that drives me to be an overcomer. And God, I found that it is interesting that Nehemiah was in the pit of despair of being imprisoned by a foreign government. And you reached down where he's at and you spoke to him. Amen. You spoke to him. So, Father, we praise your name and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask those of you tonight who may uh, just let's repeat this prayer after me and just go to pray. Repeat it after me right now. Would you do that together? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. I confess my sins. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your favor. I now confess and I believe I am forgiven. So Holy Spirit of God, reignite me 
spur something in my spirit to do something I have forgot about and to once again accomplish a divine will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. It's necessary for a response. If God has spoken to you in some way, or you've got some package that you say, God, I really, I really, uh, I, I really want to pick that up. I want to develop that. I want that to come to pass. God, I want to enlist. I, I just need to say to you once again that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. God, I once again want to have a fire that just singes my hair the closer that I get to it. And God, I want my goals to be godly goals. Yes, God, I want to make it in this life. I want to be successful. I want to make money. I want my family to be happy. I want all the material things. But God, I don't want all of those things. And avoid having a godly goal that brings glory and honor to you. Help me stay on focus. Let me re-identify that and do it. And then if you need healing, you come. As we sing this song, we're going to pray for you. Let God direct you. Be obedient to him right now. Would you do that? Come forward and let God touch you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Pura makanda lola masai. Hila lola masai. Hira mokora basatai. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus in your name. Holy Spirit of God. 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 Jesus in your name. In your name. In your name. In your name, Father. In your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I place this message in the heart of every person. For every person attentive who heard it, I pray it will maul over in our spirit. I pray, God, that you would illuminate us. I pray that we'll pray for individuals that we know that are struggling. I pray that we'll pray for those that have lost their fire. I pray for those that have lost their way and they're on a track that is a track that it's not a bad track. It's just not a God track. I pray in the name of the Lord that you would bring a fresh fire upon our young people and our young families. I, I pray you'd put a fresh fire in some of the old fogies, God. They're just kind of throwing their hands up, weakened down in the name of the Lord. Set them on fire, Jesus. Let it be so by the authority of your word. We're not playing any games, God. We're reaching for the very best. And we're going to see people that the enemy thinks he's got the grip on. They're going to be loosed by the power of God. 
And I claim that in the name of Jesus. No status quo. Protect those that are on their journey, God. And the enemy's breathing down their neck and their throat. We rebuke that enemy and declare they'll be liberated by the authority of your word. Bring encouragement to their spirit, God. Don't let them cow down because they're getting beat up a little bit. Lift them up and anoint them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. You need to go, you're welcome to go. We're gonna worship about another 10 minutes. If you wanna hang out, God bless you. Otherwise, thank you everybody for being here tonight. Let's worship some more.
give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Oh, come and have your way in my life tonight, ask him, have your way. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. Oh, I give you my soul. Lord, I live for you. I live for, for you alone. Every breath that I take and every moment I'm away. Oh, ask him tonight. Come on. Have your way. of Jesus, come and have your way in my life, yeah. come and have your way in my life tonight, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 
way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, can we declare that tonight together? Come on. Oh, way maker, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. tonight. Come on, way maker. Way maker, miracle worker, promise. That's it. Oh, come on, no matter what you're walking through, we serve a miracle working God. Oh, way maker, way maker, miracle worker, promise Miracle work, promise keep light in the sun. 
cause walls to fall with your power you perform miracles there is nothing that's impossible and we're standing here only because you made a way you move mountains you cause walls to fall with your power. You perform miracles. You perform miracles. There is nothing that's impossible. And we're standing here only because you seem to be no way Cause our God is greater and our God is stronger God you are higher than any other and our God is healer Come on, just a couple more minutes. Can we declare that together? Sing, our God is greater. And our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is stronger. He's higher tonight. God, you are higher than it. And he's our healer. We say, our God is awesome in power. Oh, come on, let's raise it up. Hey. Nobody like you. Nobody like you. And if our God say, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is for us, what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand? Stronger, and God, you are higher than any other. And our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God, we make miracle work, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God, that is true. We make a miracle work, a promise keep. Light in the darkness. Oh, just one more time. Come on, let's lift it up together. Just your voice, lift it up. Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle work, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, we trust your name tonight. We make miracle work, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Come on, every hand raised tonight. Come on, all across this room. Jesus, we love you. It's not just songs about you. We declare that's the reality, God, of who you are in our life tonight. 
that you've done it time and time again where there seemed to be no way and you made a way. So God, I lift up every single person under the sound of my voice that's walking through a season tonight that they do not understand and they cannot comprehend in their natural mind, but they would trust like never before. God, to believe your word, to believe your promises, to believe everything that you've spoken, even when they don't feel it tonight. Thank you for your presence that's in this place. But God, more importantly, we thank you that we leave with that presence tonight, that you go with us tonight. So as we leave here and we start our Monday, we pray to, tomorrow morning when we give up, get up and rise, God, that that same energy and passion that we feel in this room tonight would go with us into our week. God, that you go before us. Bring us back here Wednesday. God, to worship you with passion. We honor you in Jesus' mighty name. If you love Jesus, come on, put your hands together for him tonight. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for staying and worshiping with us. We love you so much. Hope to see you back here Wednesday. God bless you guys. Have an awesome night.